1: Welcome back to Transparency, everyone. This week, uh, we're excited to talk to Julian, who is a trans man uh, coming to us from from Germany. Welcome, Julian.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I would, uh, where would we like to dive in? I would just like you to maybe just say a few words about
2: yourself and what you do and who you are. Right. um, So I'm 23. I live in Germany, but uh, my parents are from Eastern Europe and yeah but i was born here and i'm a full-time university student i study languages to become a teacher um as of now and yeah i've had gender dysphoria for as long as i can remember and i socially transitioned about uh three years ago and yeah the framework that i use to make sense of my experience kind of shifted over time and Yeah. Yeah.
1: So let's, let's maybe kind of start maybe at the beginning and I'd love to just hear what your experience of gender dysphoria was like as, as a kid. So what are some of your earliest memories of it?
2: So, um, actually I was aware of, uh, the gender dysphoria before anything else, before, uh, who I was attracted to or, um, anything like that. So, I remember one of the first thoughts I had was just uh, I was just confused and I tried to make sense of it. And I, for example, I thought that maybe my like surely I was I was born um, male, but uh, maybe my parents wanted a girl. And so they asked the doctor to make me a girl <laughs> or something like that. I also tried to make sense of it. And, um so I, there was never any confusion about what sex I was. But I thought, if I was a girl, then probably all the other girls feel like me too. And um, I thought every girl wanted to be a boy. And I thought maybe um, because what do girls have to do with boys? (laughs) They want they have crushes on them. They want to marry them when they're older. And I thought maybe they do that to become boys. (laughs) And I um, yeah, like as a kid, I just tried to. Come up with stories how, why I was feeling the way I felt, and yeah, I kind of anxiously anxiously awaited puberty because I knew it was going to happen. But I, until it happened, I still had sort of the hope that it wouldn't happen to me, and that I would um, just go through male puberty, maybe. Um, yeah. You kind of thought maybe
1: puberty would would fix things for you.
2: Yeah, I thought so. And also not not necessarily in the male direction, I also thought maybe um I would just grow out of it because nobody else I knew had that problem. And yeah. Yeah, I had that,
0: that same experience where I thought I thought oh, when I go through puberty that'll fix it. I'll realize I'm really supposed to be a girl once that happens. So yeah, yeah, it's relatable. Yeah. Actually,
2: we had um we had a whole day at school of uh sex ed. I think I was like, 11 or 12, and they separated us into boys and girls, and we did all sorts, it was um, a whole day, and uh, we, I also remember uh, we did a, a meditation um, about our bodies changing and whatnot, <laughs> you know, and that it was okay, so actually this, in hindsight, this uh, sounds like a good, like, preventative measure <laughs> for gender dysphoria, but... And uh, I just remember laying there and kind of waiting for something to happen, <laughs> but it didn't. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And I was just confused. I didn't, I didn't know what uh, what all of that meant. And yeah.
1: That seems to be a pretty common gender dysphoria experience of of experiencing something but not knowing how to make sense of it, and and the way that we we need to kind of make up stories and to try to make sense of it it sounds like that's that's what you were doing is is trying to come up with some explanation that would help to make sense of why you felt that way
2: yeah definitely how old how old
1: were you when you first kind of um heard the learned about you know transgender people or gender dysphoria
2: that's actually tough to answer because i i don't consciously remember hearing anything about it um but i do remember as like 12 13 maybe or actually later, maybe 13, 14, when puberty really started for me. And I noticed um, my body changing and I didn't want that. And um, I remember thinking when I'm 18, because at 18, you're a legal adult in Germany. And I thought as an adult, you can do whatever you want. So I remember thinking when I'm 18, I'm going to ask a doctor to make me a boy. <laughs> and I didn't, I don't re- recall um, hearing anything about trans or surgery or anything like that um prior to that but i must have gotten the, the idea somewhere so i i don't really know consciously um i was i think like 17 18 maybe because um also kind of late um because i uh did my best to avoid anything lgbt because at that point i already saw my gender dysphoria and the um like the gender nonconformity as something that I had to get rid of. And I didn't want to be associated with anything LGBT. And I was called a lesbian before I even knew what that was uh, as an insult and all that. So yeah, it took me until I was 18 to actually find information. And when I found it, uh, the only thing I found was um, this idea that everybody has a gender identity that you have to figure out and uh, that sometimes with trans people it just doesn't match with their biological sex and that um, it varies independently from sexual orientation. So I thought, okay, first I need to figure out the gender thing and then I need to figure out the sexual orientation because I had to consider the possibility that I could be a gay trans man (laughs) or something like that. So um, yeah, I was 18.
1: Are you attracted to men or women or
2: both? Right, um, so that took me a long time to figure out because of the um, possibility that it could be, um, you know, a gay trans man, and um, with that framework. Uh, but now I realize that, like, I don't know, uh, years ago, maybe four years ago, I realized that I'm actually exclusively um, same-sex attracted, and I've always been, but. I, had, uh, I was confused um, because for a while I tried to suppress the gender dysphoria, and I tried to um, sort of channel it and make it attraction towards boys. When I in real reality I envied them, and now I couldn't, I'm, I couldn't care less about pursuing <laughs> male partners or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. In you were growing up did
0: you tell your parents <clears throat> how you how you felt about wanting to be a boy or anything like that i didn't
2: i didn't although i uh thought about it a couple of times and i couldn't get myself to do it because i was also ashamed of it yeah and i don't really know why because uh well nobody else was like me so um that's probably why but uh yeah i, I don't know and um this is also why it came as a surprise to them because I thought or I wanted to deal with the problem <laughs> myself. So uh I tried for a while I tried to really conform to uh, feminine gender roles. And yeah, that didn't work. So um I I I think I told my sisters or my friends they knew like I won I always when we were playing like Different characters or like anything like that, I would always pick a male name and uh be the boy character. So they knew.
1: They did they ever ask questions about that? Like before you actually told them, did they ever thought think that it was strange or ask questions about why do you always pick male names or male male characters?
2: Not really. Actually, they were pretty accommodating in the sense that they. Um, sometimes they would notice when I would force myself to uh, play a girl character (laughs) and they uh, would say you can be the other one as well you can be the male one as well so um, yeah but uh, I also had like uh, sort of negative experiences um, people not understanding and yeah calling me and it's and everything yeah the typical things but it didn't yeah, at that time, I, I, it didn't affect me because I didn't understand um, what, like, what their problem was. <laughs> because to me, the gender nonconformity wasn't a problem. It was how other people reacted to it that made me uncomfortable with it.
1: Did, um, did your parents
2: ever pick up on,
1: did they ever wonder like, why, why do you want your hair short or why do you dress that way? Like, what did they pick up on?
2: Uh, they didn't, I think they did pick up on something, um, but they didn't uh, directly address it. It was always just um, sort of, when I went shopping with my mom, she would ask me, do you really want that shirt? Because, you know, she would imply you would look like a boy. And uh, do you really want your hair that short and everything? Yeah, along those lines. And then um, so, uh, one one time I remember uh, I was, Playing a video game with my sisters and uh, I picked a male character or a character that I, I specifically picked a female character but made her look <laughs> like like a boy and then my parents would say oh that looks like a boy and kind of you know um, humor <laughs> me I don't know if that's the right word but um, yeah kind of make fun a little but uh, yeah um, and I remember my dad asked me when I was in seventh grade, like thirteen maybe i was um uh he was he he asked me if I had a boyfriend, and I just reacted like like oh no <laughs> like how how could you think something like that of me and uh because at that time i it didn't occur to me that i didn't um yeah i i wasn't uh, straight and yeah but i I just remember being like shocked that he would even assume that, and I didn't understand why, but
1: you think maybe he was fishing for some answers like maybe I think he, yeah. I think so
2: <laughs> I think so, but I didn't yeah it didn't it' been his way
0: of like opening like, up the
2: conversation, <laughs> maybe, but he quickly like he withdrew, <laughs> and i he just stopped. Uh, we never talked about, uh, he just said, um just 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 uh, let me know when when the time when you have one like just let me know when you have a boyfriend i was like yeah okay <laughs> um yeah that didn't happen <laughs> although i i really did try um i i never never actually got to dating uh boys but i would think you no know, um once i decided that gender dysphoria and gender dysphoria that That was a problem, and that uh, I didn't want to have that. (laughs) And um, I tried to conform to uh, feminine gender roles. Um, You know, I went sort of step by step. First, I I grew my hair out. Then I dressed more femininely. Then um, I thought, okay, I'm still not happy. Maybe I need a boyfriend because all the girls in my class had boyfriends so i thought maybe that's why i'm not happy maybe i need that so i would uh, sit in class and sort of think about which boy in my class would be the least the 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 least um um undesirable option (laughs) for me and uh, yeah i thought okay by the end of the year i'm gonna get this boyfriend (laughs) and obviously that didn't work but I I just really, really wanted to get rid of any, like, LGBT thing, because, um, right, so Eastern Europe, the cultural background is very homophobic, and also religious, Catholic, and um, I always grew up with the impression that, uh, like, homosexuality was a choice, and so was, um, for example, mental, like, depression, you just need to... Follow the, you know, um, or lead the life that uh, the religion says is, is good, and if you just pray and everything, then you will be happier. But yeah. So, if you
1: know hypothetically, if you had come out to your family as as gay or le- like a lesbian, what yeah. <clears throat> how how would they have reacted? Do you think?
2: I think they wouldn't have taken it seriously at all. Uh, even now, I don't think they will ever see me as anything but a heterosexual woman. Although that's kind of absurd to me, but I, just an example. I I go to uh, Poland to visit my uh, grandfather, and I visit the neighbors. And the first thing I get asked by the neighbor's grandmother <laughs> is when I'm gonna get married. Uh, and if I already have a boyfriend everything, and I can I can present as masculine or I can look as gay as I want, it 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 won't be acknowledged. So, yeah, no matter what I do, trans or gay, it's the same thing to them.
0: They're probably trying to coerce you into the into the 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 you know the the life that they they want <laughs> rather than like, yeah. So I'm wondering if like you know the more more masculine you're presenting, the more they're going to go in the direction of. Get a boyfriend
2: <laughs> yeah um at this point, I think i've been uh i've looked in gender conform- uh, non conforming enough for um enough time so that they kind of uh talk about it less or they ask me less um and they just they avoid the topic because it's um uncomfortable for them, but I also recognize that um at least my parents they don't want any harm for me they just have their own idea of what's good and yeah but it's it's fine i'm i'm okay with with the situation now but it was rough for a while
1: so then you said you had you encountered this idea that everyone has a gender identity and yeah did that did that initially make sense to you did that did that appeal to you or did it did it seem to be an answer to what you were experiencing
2: yeah so um, at first, I was very confused by this whole concept because I also immediately immediately stumbled upon the um gender spectrum idea and non binary and you had to figure out where on the spectrum you are but all I knew was from my experience all I knew was just my experience and my experience was um you no know, very specific i there was no confusion about what I wanted when puberty started. I wanted the male puberty it wasn't and I just wanted to be a boy, like physically male, that's, yeah, simple, but, um, yeah, uh, that. so initially I was very confused, and I also remember when I first told people, I tried to explain that to them, which, looking back now, is embarrassing uh, to me, because it's, um, I think it's just wrong, (laughs) this idea, but, um, yeah, so. I was kind of confused myself, but over time I thought, because um, there was also the concept of uh, internalized transphobia. And I thought I had that. I thought I didn't understand this gender identity thing because I was just internally transphobic against myself. And um, yeah, so I tried to <laughs> work on that. <laughs> so try tried to accept it and I tried to think of myself um, like really as a man in a uh, just who happened to uh, be born in the wrong body. And um, yeah, that I was just like any other man. And I should, I'm sort of entitled to hormones and to all of that because I'm really a man, but uh, yeah, I no longer think that way. Um, Yeah, so and I also used to believe uh, that my brain was somehow male and uh, that if you or not necessarily even that the brain was male, because I, um, I also knew that the research just wasn't there. But I thought, surely in the future, they will find something or um, there must be something like a gender identity, because otherwise my experience wouldn't make any sense. And I couldn't bared the idea that i was just um that uh the transition was a choice i couldn't because it was um would be too shameful and too um i would feel too much like i was um hurting my family for example on purpose because if it was a choice then why don't you choose differently right <laughs> so um i kind of relied on the gender identity framework for that yeah it does, it
0: does help help with that kind of uh, <clears throat> those those negative thoughts about it all what what changed your mind like what what kind of snapped you out of it
2: um, honestly it was the, the the transitioners stories and especially um, like Bush lesbians because I realized okay uh, at first I thought they wouldn't really trans to begin with or they didn't have the true gender dysphoria they just didn't have the male identity that I had, <laughs> or um yeah, and then I realized they are really no different from myself, and uh yeah, that and i um it was I think a gradual process, so I kept hearing more and more stories, and um yeah, I sort of forced myself to listen um because obviously i was, I also didn't want to make a mistake, and um, then it sort of accumulated, and uh, one day, and it was very sudden, (laughs) I just woke up, and I thought, my first thought was, this is bullshit, like, (laughs) there's no way, people can't be trans, what are you doing, Um, yeah, and it was also, it was um, after, like, the night before, I was out with friends, and it was, I had a great time, they all called me he, they all called me Julian, and it was great, and I thought, you're at that point now, What, what um, you, you never thought you would get there, and somehow still there's, there's still some unresolved like, identity thing, because before I came out, I, th- I felt like I was lying to people, because I was really a man, and they see, saw me as a woman, and then after I came out, I started feeling like I was lying again, because obviously I wasn't a man, and I made people call me he and everything so yeah after that i yeah i I just realized okay this this can't be it this doesn't make any sense there's no evidence and um at the end of the day it's like nobody's forcing me to go and uh, change my name or um make doctor's appointments to get on testosterone um or anything like that and my first uh like reaction was, or the only logical consequence for me was in that moment was, um, I need to, like obviously I'm just, just a butch lesbian whatever, and uh, I need to detransition. So I actually went back. I talked to my parents. They were very happy about that <laughs> uh, because I went back to my birth name for a while, um, and yeah, I tried to um unpack sort of the maybe internalized homophobia that was going on and misogyny because um given my background and cultural uh culture my parents came from it's yeah it's inevitable that you have some sort of internalized homophobia. Um but I also uh like it didn't um trying to integrate integrate the dysphoria into my um like a female identity it didn't work it, it worked to a degree because um I now no longer feel entitled to hormones or to to a male body, but I also realized that um I still like being referred to as he, although I won't demand that people call me that, and um. I still want to be seen as male by just in everyday life and uh, yeah, sort of felt forced to make me think of myself as a butch lesbian because I never, the, the gender dysphoria came before anything else and I only ever saw myself as a boy in childhood and growing up. Um, yeah, so I struggled with that. Uh, Yeah. And as it stands right now, I'm back to going by Julian and. um, Yeah, I also uh, immediately after I had that realization, I called a therapist and made a therapy appointment, so I'm now back in therapy and I'm giving myself more time to figure things out. Um, Yeah, but overall, I'm now. Pretty happy (laughs) with my situation um and yeah see how it goes
1: do you know any butch lesbians is are you connected to to any community there in the like i know you've said that you've yeah kind of tried to stay away from the lgbt but do you have any um gay or lesbian friends
2: i have a um i don't know and i don't have any lesbian or butch lesbian lesbian friends um i have gay male friends um one of which also briefly identified as trans, <laughs> but is now back. Um, and um, yeah, no, I'm not really immersed in the LGBT community. So all that's also a problem, I think, because if I had I been um, more connected to the LGBT community in real life, I wouldn't have had to rely on um, the information from the internet as much. And I think, yeah. That would have been much more healthy <laughs> than what I was doing because the only exposure I had was already internet so.
1: Do you live yeah. in a fairly small community?
2: yeah, yeah, very rural, bavarian it's <laughs> Catholic, it's everything yeah
1: do they teach yeah. do they teach that gender identity stuff in schools there
2: I don't think so, but I think it's starting to uh, like um i think there are workshops in some schools where people from uh external um uh, like companies or organizations come to schools and uh maybe have um an afternoon of like lgbt stuff um i didn't have any of that um and at university um it's uh generally um accepted as um, like that that there are more uh, many genders and gender identities and everything. So um, yeah, for example, my professor, he tried to come up or he he used um male and female as an example for binary antonyms, which of which the definition is that there is a one um extreme and the other extreme, and um they are. Mutually exclusive, and then he kind of awkwardly edits. But I'm sure that uh, there are more things in between, or something like that. So it's just not not directly, but yeah, awareness is starting to spread in general.
1: Uh, what what is the process for starting hormones there?
2: Uh, so it's um, there are no fixed. Uh, rules or regulations, just um, how do you say, uh, it's a recommendation um, to be in therapy for at least six months, and then um, 12 months of real-life test. but um, I went to therapy for 18 months, and um, yeah, I've been socially transitioned for over three years now, and um, my and the chronologist uh, expect uh, or demanded that I do at least 12 months of real life test, But yeah, I also canceled that appointment to start testosterone because I yeah started questioning again. And yeah, as of now, I'm, I haven't made a new one, but uh, yeah, so usually that's um, the way it goes, but uh, there are also cases, depending on which therapist you go to, where you can get uh, your letter to start hormones um, after two, three months, maybe, depending on who you go to. Um, but, yeah.
1: Sounds like the informed consent model hasn't arrived there yet. Hopefully no, hopefully not it yet. won't. Uh,
2: not yet.
0: Are there wait lists? Like I know in the UK... Um there's like you know months and years long wait lists for transition treatment. Is that the case there in Germany?
2: Um no, there isn't there isn't one like centralized healthcare um organization or anything like that. Um and um I think in the UK they, they also have the like gender clinic specifically for that mm-hmm. and they don't have that here. Um yeah there's private health insurance and um uh, state hall? i don't know like from from state mm-hmm. health insurance uh, which most people have and uh, yeah the only problem maybe is that for um, uh appointments with um specialists in certain um fields like endocrinology or mm-hmm. yeah you have to wait a little longer to get an appointment, but uh yeah
0: it sounds a lot more like i am sorry i thought i thought germany had i think you had nationalized healthcare like they do over there the system there actually sounds a lot more or the or the lack of system sounds very sim- much more similar to how things are done here in the us where it's kind of like you just sort of you know go to this specialist for this thing get this letter go to this specialist mm-hmm. for that thing and you kind of you kind of do it on your own whereas i think in in canada as well as in the uk it's more like um there's like a track that you're put on um you know specific clinics, yada yada for these things.
2: Yeah, um so everybody pretty much has um everybody is entitled to healthcare in uh Germany so it is universal. Um but uh yeah there's there's the private one and the um a universal one but uh, or not universal but uh from the state. Um yeah, most people are on the state thing, and uh, you pay. I think I don't know how much you pay per year, but um, yeah, uh, if you're sick, you can get to the, go to the doctor for free, and yeah,
1: would your surgeries be covered too? Like if you did, yeah. get a mastectomy, that would be covered by the by both the state plan and the private plan.
2: Yeah, it would. Um, yeah, you have to uh, get additional letters and um for usually um for uh the letters you um you already get them when you try to change your name illegally because you have to um get letters from two separate uh psychiatrists or um yeah people who are elected to um, do the evaluation for a name change. And uh, usually you just submit those letters to the um, yeah, healthcare uh, insurance and yeah, they would cover that. They would also cover phalloplasty and all the big surgeries and if you want.
1: And yeah. do, you, do you have surgeons there or would you have to leave the country to, to get surgeries?
2: No, there are surgeons. And uh, yeah, I think not, also not only in specific cities, but anywhere or in, in more places. There are sort of um, places where uh, it's more popular, popular to go there for a surgery. But um, yeah.
1: Have you heard anything about people's happiness with the surgery outcomes?
2: Um, just from social media. Uh, and most of them are happy with it um yeah but i i haven't been thinking much about uh surgery lately because uh, for me it seems even more in the future now um, even further in the future now that's yeah i i just kind of put that on hold for a while and see how it goes <laughs> for me
0: you're watchful waiting yourself good call yeah yeah <laughs>
2: yeah i was, I was just I'm gonna pretty, say
1: that too that that you're yeah. you're you're you're, you're, you're being careful and you're trying to think it all through and, and you're going to therapy. And it's, I mean, that sounds, that sounds wise to be cautious and, and to be sure about yourself.
2: Yeah, because I really, um, I was very uh, invested in the gender identity framework. I really believed that it was true. And when that fell apart, I, it was, um, it was just a very insecure <laughs> time and now I'm just yeah, I just really want to make sure and yeah, take it slow.
1: So now that you don't believe in gender identity theory, what, what do you believe? How do you make sense of what, what you believe gender dysphoria is?
2: Um, so I think the, to me, at least the homosexual transsexual model applies uh, to me, the um, gender nonconformity and gender dysphoria were always sort of tied together. I, I thought of it as the same thing um yeah i once saw um <laughs> saw a meme that said like there's no lgbt just 50 different types of gay <laughs> and that's kind of how i um how i saw it. uh it was all together it's it's tied together for me um that's pretty clear to me now and i think of um i just try to think of it as uh in terms of my own experience and uh i uh, try to analyze what's actually bothering me when i feel um uncomfortable um and yeah see if i can do anything about that and yeah i don't see it as this global issue anymore that i'm just wrong and uh, my body is wrong and uh all that, and yeah, that's actually been beneficial to my psyche because uh yeah, now I feel like I have more control um yeah, and i don't ha- I don't feel um like I need to uh conform to this identity of trans men and a trans man needs to do this and that to um yeah, and that's and it's just what you are, and there's no way out of it, and yeah, now it's more. Um, my uh, ambitions to, or uh, my my desire to still transition, or um, yeah, I go by male pronouns and all that, uh, is now more something that I just want, <laughs> and it's not something that I feel like I need to have because otherwise I can't live or anything like that. It's, um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm more relaxed.
0: Guy. Yeah, I was going to say did you find there's kind of a sense of freedom in letting go of that idea yeah. that that you know my brain is wrong, I've got to fix my body uh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, it's it, it's, in, it's entirely in your control at that point.
2: Yeah. Also not entirely because I um in the beginning when uh I for I, when I or for a short time I went back to my birth name which was two three months maybe. Um I Started after a while, I started feeling very frustrated because I couldn't make myself feel comfortable um, the way I was, or uh, say not binding or anything. I tried, and I just uh, the, the, the dysphoria, the, the feeling, um, physical discomfort was still there, and yeah, I, I I got frustrated because I thought, what what am I doing wrong that I can't like I can't make <laughs> make it go away because now that the um I let go of the framework of gender identity, so why i I didn't understand why why it didn't go away and now I just kind of accept that it's there and um just do um things to alleviate it i continue mm-hmm. binding i try to pass i yeah all that that's, what,
1: that's something that a lot of a lot of people don't understand is they because I've heard so many. I mean, Twitter probably isn't a great measure of what everyone, <laughs> everyone thinks and how the world works. But it, it, I've seen a lot of comments of people saying, well, if you don't believe in gender identity, then why are you still trans? Why don't you detransition then? As though as though the experience of gender dysphoria is entirely based on our belief system of gender identity disorder yeah. or, or gender identity theory. And, and they're two completely different, separate things. That The gender dysphoria came first, and then there's different models and frameworks for understanding or trying to understand what gender dysphoria is but just because we don't grab a hold and believe in one of them doesn't mean that gender dysphoria magically disappears and we're okay
2: yeah also um yeah (laughs) uh same with uh, any other like phobias or anxieties it's just just because uh i have a friend who's very (laughs) scared of flying an airplane and doesn't matter to if you say uh, flying statistically is the safest way of traveling it doesn't doesn't lessen the anxiety Mm -hmm. uh yeah so that's kind of how i see it but um yeah and it's uh it's worse some days better others it kind of depends
1: i was gonna ask about that if if you've noticed that sometimes it gets Mm -hmm. seems to get worse or better have you connected that to anything in particular
2: yeah i did actually um I realized that when I'm alone, it gets much worse because when I'm around people um whether they uh you know in the beginning uh being with people who uh who I came out to and who called me he and called me julian um it's alleviated the dysphoria and then after um after I realized that the gender identity thing was. <laughs> basically a lie um i also started to feel okay with the uh female pronouns and when i was with my family and with my parents who still call me she and uh, uh, my birth name and everything uh, i tried to ignore that and uh yeah so when i was in in a fixed like social circle setting and i had a um established some sort of role in there that's when it got less because I forgot about it. I just spend time with people, but when I'm alone um, in, and focusing on myself, then it comes back.
1: It's interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I wonder if, I wonder if some, if for some people it's the opposite, that if they're around other people, if it, I I I think trying to remember what it was for me, if it felt worse when I was alone or I think if for me, it felt worse when I was around people.
2: Yeah. Depends on, um, on the people (laughs) I'm around. I think if I'm in a group of guys, then it gets worse. But uh, if I'm surrounded by uh, women, then I kind of stick out (laughs) and feel uh, um, more masculine in relation to uh, to them. And yeah, that kind of makes it better. And I also, that's one of the concepts I try to apply to myself when I was trying to get rid of the dysphoria in other ways um other than transitioning i thought that um if i were to transition i would probably be a below average masculine (laughs) masculinity wise man and um when i'm seen as a female but uh, presenting uh in a masculine way then i'm already far more masculine than the other females and i try to um frame that as a positive thing for me and for my dysphoria and yeah but that works sometimes
0: That's a very good point. That's, that's very, uh, very smart. I've noticed that when people, um, uh, you know, if they're just gender non-conforming but maintain their own sex, they look quite, you know, it can be more so applied. I think, I think with um, um, the male to female type, whereas like they can look quite feminine as men, but then as soon as, you know, you start putting on the femininity and trying to, to look like a woman, that's when, you know, the fact that you're male really stands out. um, Yeah so it kind of, yeah, can accentuate, um, yeah, that, 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 not, not only that, you know, the, obviously the, the attention, but the, um, you know, those, uh, yeah, your own sex becomes more magnified when you're trying to present as a different one.
1: Whereas I've heard, yeah. um, <clears throat> I don't know if this is true for the, uh, for the trans women, but it, I've definitely heard a lot of trans men say this, that if, before they transitioned, they felt like they really had to project masculinity. So they felt felt like they were almost like amping it up and performing masculinity and to try to compensate for the fact that they they weren't men. And then when they transitioned and their body just kind of, their body was doing that job of of signaling to other people that they were male, that they actually then felt like they could take ownership of the more feminine aspects of their personality that that they didn't feel like they, they could before
2: yeah that's also something i um I, n- I noticed in on social media like a lot of trans men that I followed or just uh yeah saw um online uh, in the beginning of the transition they were very like just stereotypically masculine very um he, just he, uh, he him <laughs> everywhere and then um sort of later when when uh, they already had transitioned for a few years maybe then they switched their pronouns to they them or something like that and i don't think their gender identity changed or anything like that i, th- I think uh yeah they just loosened up and the dysphoria got managed in a different way or um enough so that uh the gender presentation doesn't matter anymore um yeah also, feel like uh, growing up, gender is much more important than it is in adulthood, because I do remember, um, you know, as a, as a kid and um, uh, as a teen, people were much more worried about, uh, yeah, being gender conforming than there are um, like in their mid twenties now. My my friends, uh, like obviously, none of them are. Hundred percent feminine or masculine and they just don't care <laughs> and yeah maybe that's also a developmental thing that in the beginning it's more important
0: yeah i think everything in, in certainly in teenagehood is kind of heightened you're trying to perform yeah. adulthood and you're kind of yeah and then as as an adult you care less about performing uh yeah i also think i wonder though in, in germany versus the, the u.s and i, I don't know if Canada's this way as well. Um, I, th- I think things are typically more gendered here uh, than there, from what I've observed.
2: Yeah, um, I've yeah, I feel like that too. Um, yeah. I've actually been um, surrounded by uh, sort of gender non-conforming women uh, during my childhood. I played soccer, and they played soccer, and uh, we had a women's team, and I played on a women's team for um, a long time, and. They really um, like. They weren't feminine, <laughs> in 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 that sense. They were feminine in their sexual orientation because they like men. But uh, otherwise, yeah. My mom has short hair. Uh, I have plenty of women in my life who had short hair. Um, so yeah. When I um, when I uh, first uh, started to uh, tackle the gender dysphoria when I was yeah, when puberty started and I uh, felt like I needed to solve this problem because my body was developing this way and I didn't want it to. But I obviously have to live with it, with it uh, somehow. Uh, I also questioned if maybe I felt that way because I didn't have role models that I could identify with. Um, but back then I didn't look for I didn't consider homosexuality. Um, for homosexual role models as a possibility so I just thought maybe um yeah I for example i, I tried to find um, singers who play guitar uh, because I play guitar and I try to identify with them and yeah but it didn't occur to me to to look for like homosexual role models <laughs> because I was confused about my sexual orientation so well
1: especially you know because the gender dysphoria does typically start before we realise what our sexuality even is. Yeah. Which which I think for some of us can, can derail us from accepting a a gay or lesbian identity if we've already settled on on kind of an
2: a, a self concept. Yeah. It's uh yeah, weird. Because I, I always um growing up I always imagined myself as a boy with um a girl in the future. And yeah. So it was always heterosexual and then uh, later I tried to think of myself as the girl and with the boy so I would fit in um, yeah but the homosexual it's like I didn't have a concept of homosexuality and uh, yeah that's I recently talked uh, with my gay male friend about this who briefly identified as um, a trans woman and he was confused why I didn't uh, have like, why, why didn't have this concept of homosexuality growing up? Because to him, it was like he thought of himself as a boy who liked boys, but I never thought of myself as a girl. And um, so, yeah, I don't know why that happened. <laughs> Maybe that would have changed things.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. I When I was young, like the, the thought of looking up to like a, a woman as like a role model didn't occur to me it was always I was always compared myself to the boys and I looked up to to men and so I think I I, I was never I don't think I was as introspective as you as wondering like why why am I doing this how can I correct this that didn't occur to me yeah it well, didn't occur just...
1: to me either yeah, yeah. I, I was the same way like all of my right. my heroes and role models were men not not that there weren't women that I admired and and yeah, I had right. some some strong women in my life but it, it just never occurred to me like, like I'm were. one of them yeah. like yeah mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think that's, uh, yeah, my mother always uh, tells me I think too much. <laughs> I was always a pretty um, interest- introspective person, I think. Also uh, also because I always wanted to do everything right. I wanted to be, like, model student, model everything. And uh, that didn't, the gender nonconformity didn't fit fit that. So, yeah, I, I really try to uh, change. And I... Uh, I actually put a, an embarrassing amount of energy and time into presenting more feminine, because um, I, um, yeah, I was also, I also had the mindset that uh, if you don't like something about yourself, change yourself, uh, and you know assume the responsibility for yourself. Um, so I thought, okay, what comments did I ever get about being too masculine or whatever, and then. Yeah, for example, uh, classmates told me I walk like a guy or I talk like a guy or uh, I look like one. And then I, yeah, I sort of practice walking more femininely. I changed my handwriting because one of my teachers one time assumed that uh, or said that this handwriting on this piece of paper must have been by a boy, but it was mine. And yeah, so I, I really changed everything. And I, I, I spoke in a higher pitch. <laughs> A little bit, but um, yeah, people still called me a lesbian. <laughs> I think it must have uh, he must have given off some vibes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, seemed inescapable. Yeah,
1: because um, ha- you, you've been in in counseling for a while. Are you finding that helpful? Like, how ha- how does your counselor approach um, gender dysphoria?
2: Yeah, so I uh, actually had. Um, I went to see three because not because I wasn't happy with them or anything, but uh the first were youth counselors, and they only you can only have therapy there until you're twenty one i'm twenty three now so I changed or I switched to to another one and the first one was uh um had experience with trans people, and he um the main main thing we talked about was how much uh, I hated <laughs> um, myself for uh, for being this way, and I still was in the mindset that I was just trans, and that yeah. So um, to use the the term, I I was uh, dealing with the internalized transphobia <laughs> in therapy, but um, and self acceptance, and he sort of tried to. Um, try to make me think of it as a natural variation of what a human being could be um and that what i was feeling was to be accepted and um yeah that's uh, and i also confronted him with uh, questions like yeah you know why even try to transition if i can't ever be um, a man um and i was very upset about that fact and he said that um that that would be if i transitioned, then that that would be um my own suffering (laughs) to bear and that uh yeah i had to that it would be my responsibility to sort of deal with that i in uh, retrospectively i think that's actually a healthy way um of looking at it like not trying to impose anything on people but just know going into transition with the um with the knowledge that there will be sacrifice and that you can't always be open maybe uh, maybe always be open about it or um yeah that you will have to accept the fact that you will always be trans. <laughs> and yeah. Back then I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> I just thought yeah, let him talk. <laughs> but uh yeah then, uh the one I am seeing now he never worked with trans people before, but I explained to him what my um, yeah concerns were, and uh how maybe internalized homophobia could have played a role, and if yeah, and the goal now is to uh reach stability uh enough so that I can. Actually make the decision and just sort of relax a little bit about it because um yeah, gender dysphoria is still like it, it persists, and uh he's trying to um help me like roll with it <laughs> and see it to to uh yeah to just make the make the best of it and however that may look like, and yeah, he expressed it like. He or he understood um, my my problem as having like sort of two sides like uh, a female one and a masculine one and yeah they're sort of constantly fighting and the goal is just to integrate that somehow and yeah because the for me right now um, the trans man identity feels most comfortable comfortable because Um, I still do wish to be uh, seen as male and nothing less. (laughs) Or, uh, yeah, I would be lying if I said I didn't want to be perceived as male. So that's why I'm, for now, sticking with that. But I'm proceeding with caution. (laughs) And, yeah.
1: So it sounds like for you, counseling has been a helpful process.
2: Yeah, definitely. And he also, like... he tells me things that maybe you don't want to hear <laughs> um, at that time, but uh, sometimes, like, a week or two later, you realize, oh, the therapist was was actually right about that. And, yeah. For me, it's it's been a positive experience. But, uh, yeah. I, although, I can understand when people are skeptical um, of therapy, because that's, that was my initial prejudice, uh, also because of the way my mother (laughs) thought about mental illness and all that, and that it was just, you know, if you take personal responsibility for your mental health, if you go pray and all that, then you'll be fine. But yeah, I found it helpful to go to therapy.
0: Sounds like you found some some good ones too.
2: Yeah, kind of lucky, because I actually didn't have to uh, search much. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, I know a lot of people who struggle to find one that, uh, they're comfortable with or that they find helpful at all because I also had a third therapist and I didn't, That really felt like a waste of time because she didn't, um, yeah, she didn't know what to do with me. <laughs> and then it it just uh she she just thought yeah your your only problem is that you don't have the courage to come out and if you come out then the problem will be fixed essentially um yeah and then and then uh once she established that then the therapy sessions were um about what i did that weekend or <laughs> what i was going <laughs> to do next week and uh, i just quit you know <laughs> yeah
1: do you have to pay for therapy out of pocket or is that covered?
2: no that's also covered and i'm very thankful for that because yeah uh the only uh maybe problem that uh that will, i will have because of that in the future is uh if i want to become a teacher at a high school then um i will be um i will be an employee of the state <laughs> i don't know it's like uh you um and you have to get checked medically to 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 see if you're fit to uh, um, work your whole life and if it's to be expected that you can actually that you won't have any medical issues down the road and uh, psychotherapy or prior psychotherapy or current used to be a criterion for why they won't let you teach as an Employee of the state. You can still teach, but it's not a fixed like position. It's complicated. I don't know. <laughs> I can't explain that in English. Yeah. So I don't. I also don't know if if uh, transition or um, HRT if that uh, that's something um, that they can exclude me for. Um, yeah, I I really don't know. So far, my my experience with uh, professors and uh, sort of authority figures has always been positive. And uh, yeah, I hope it will stay that way.
1: <laughs> What's the state of trans politics there in, in Germany? Are, you, is, are there the, the the debates there about, you know, trans women in sports and in the bathroom issues, is that being discussed there or not yet?
2: Uh, not yet. Uh, at least the, the sports issue um, and bathrooms. I also don't think uh, what they are actually debating <laughs> most about. I think it's the is, is language. Like because, uh, for example, in English you have you just say students, but in uh, in German you have a female and male form, and they try to. Um, I don't know, be more inclusive and they add an asterisk to uh, the forms and uh, now when I receive uh, emails from uni, it will say, you know, students with an asterisk and the female form behind it. So that's what they're arguing about essentially. <laughs> and uh, also the, um, I think, could translate as a self-determination <laughs> law where you can um, change your name more easily because now you need those two letters from um, from a psychiatrist psychiatrist, and you need to go to court to get your name changed and uh, name and gender changed and now they want to make it easier it's also very expensive to change your name as it stands right now they have a law that's for intersex people which is cost like 20 euros to change your name with that but uh, they also um, explicitly said that it's not for trans people and I know some trans people who use that as a um, yeah they they uh, they abuse the law in a way um, that they change it with the intersex law but yeah. so far no debates about sports <laughs> that's
1: so right now the process for changing your name is the same as the process of changing your gender marker on your yeah, ID.
2: Yeah, you do it uh, simultaneously um, in the same, uh, yeah, with the same form and everything. Uh, but you have the, uh, we now have the uh, possibility to um, put uh, as a gender to to, to put uh, female, male, nothing or um, third gender that is a possibility.
1: And so can you... gender. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's like X or something. Oh. It's like for, it's for intersex people and that's how it was meant. But yeah, pretty sure people use it for, you know, to express non-binary identities as well.
1: So is there an expectation that, because um, you said to, to start hormones, you'd have to do that one year real life experience. So w- would it be expected that you would have to do all of that before um, legally changing your name and and gender marker, or could you do that, the legal part at any point in the process?
2: You could uh, do the legal part at any point officially, but I've, uh, I I had called some psychiatrists to do the evaluation and one of them uh, said that it would be better if I was already on hormones. So it would, they would be, you know, um they'd be sure, <laughs> or it's uh yeah, I don't think they they they've had many cases where people um try to change their name before hormones because I also imagine that it would be complicated socially because if you have to show your i d and you you know if my i d said male, then people would i don't know would not believe me or yeah um, but there's sort of uh Additional, uh, unofficial additional uh, ID you can order online. uh, Specifically for trans people, it's uh, by an organ. It's um, uh, given out by an organization for intersex and trans people, and it says your pronouns and everything. And I have that. And you can change some things already with it. I I was able to change my name at uni with that, but. Yeah, some, it's not so some, official.
1: So some places do accept that as a as yeah. ID. So, interesting.
2: Yeah, but it's not official. It has the ID number, um, so that it corresponds with uh, with your actual ID. Mm. And yeah, it also has a short text on the back that says that explains the situation. <laughs> so you kind of come out mm-hmm. if, you, if you show it to people, you kind of come out as trans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. It's it, it. looks pretty official.
1: <laughs> and I guess if if it's if it's a service specifically for trans and intersex people, like uh, yeah, I guess it, just by having that card without you as as either trans yeah, or but intersex. people
2: don't know. People don't know. Okay. They they aren't aware. Of. Generally, people have never heard of, or at least the people I came out to have never heard of the concept before. Um, but I'm also, as I said, I live in a small village <laughs> in Bavaria. <laughs> And there's not, yeah, you there's no LGBT representation anywhere.
0: So that whole gender spectrum stuff and the gender identity that you all found, that was online. That was not anything in your in your local vicinity, right?
2: No, not at all. They know what a lesbian is. They know what a gay man is, but and maybe trans, <laughs> but they think of trans as. Um, I think either uh, just uh, homosexuals or um, a woman who decides to become a man, or vice versa. The full um, sex change kind of concept. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, I've uh, uh, gave my friend from also from Eastern Europe and his parents. Uh, he explained he he explained uh, my situation to them and. They thought it was just an extreme form of homosexuality, which actually um, I think James Cantor. I watched an interview with. Uh, I think that's that's how he described it as well. So maybe that's not not that wrong, but I don't know. Yeah, that's and they they've never heard about anything LGBT before, either. So I think that's just how regular people. Do with it. And uh, none of the people I'm around with in real life are under the delusion that I'm somehow male. They're well aware of um of the fact that I'm female and that they're um that it's a the pronouns for example are a courtesy thing. None of them uh, yeah. And I used to have a problem with that, that they're sort of uh humoring me <laughs> in that way, but now I I don't. Uh, I don't anymore. And, yeah, because it is what it is. And, yeah. Um, actually, I just came back from uh, a study trip, and it was me and five, uh, me and four um, women, and our professor, and they all knew um, that I was trans, and uh, yeah, they all called me he, and uh all that but yeah obviously it was an all-female group <laughs> basically um and uh, they didn't uh didn't exactly treat me they, they tried to treat me <laughs> like a guy whatever that means but for example they yeah just language-wise they, they would use the male form for me but uh yeah and they 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 wouldn't they wouldn't assume that I was into men, they wouldn't uh, assume that I wanted to uh, wear this or that, and yeah, they didn't expect me to, to conform to feminine roles. And this is also um, an aspect that I enjoy about um, calling myself a trans man because then the people I'm around know exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, what I mean. I just want to be treated as if I was a man, Um, and yeah, they know how to do that, because I I think um, people who don't know, or uh, strangers who see me as a masculine female, um, I feel like they don't take my masculinity uh, as seriously as they would if I said that I was a trans man. I think, yeah. Um. yeah they they wouldn't
0: <laughs> it makes sense it's just kind of like a sh- it's like a shorthand for you know culturally regard me as male even though you know yeah. i'm not you know i think people can kind of can kind of wrap their heads around that more than you know yeah yeah all, all the all the all the all the dysphoria stuff all the stuff that you know that that we kind of battle with and we try to make sense of it's like you know just just you know, for the yeah. purposes of interaction, you know, pretend I'm a man. You know, I'm not, you know, but yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And I now I um, also loosen up a bit about it and I joke about it and people around me joke about it and they know and it's all it's more relaxed. And uh, yeah, I have the luxury of doing that because they are all very accepting and open people. And I know in other places that's not the case. And yeah. I'm 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 kind of lucky that I can, that I can be open <laughs> about it because uh, I don't feel like I have to hide anything because yeah if I present as female and I'm, the dysphoria isn't acknowledged and that makes me feel bad if I present as uh, if I just say I'm I'm a man and if I pass and uh, all that then I feel like yeah I'm lying again <laughs> yeah.
0: You've actually had a very similar kind of mental trajectory with all of this that, that I have, you just got there a lot quicker than I did. Cause yeah. I believed the whole, you know, my brain is male. I have to fix my body. And then I did. Right. So, and then about eight years after the fact is when I encountered yeah. like I, the, 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 the concept started to crumble around me. And I was really, you know, reading, like you said, all the detransitioner stories and yeah. it's like, wow, they have this, they felt the same way they, you know, it didn't work or whatever. Um, And I don't regret transition at all, but it's, but I've come to like, it's like, you know, but it's eight years later, I had to realize, no, I'm not a man. You know, I, you know, I present this way. I look this way. It makes me feel better because then I started, you know, because I I did that same thing as well. It's like, okay, I reject the fact that my brain is male. None of this was actually necessary, but okay, let me, let me imagine undoing it. And then it's like, whoa, all that dysphoria just comes right on back. So it's like, it worked, but my brain process that, that led me here was faulty. Um, yeah yeah that's not most, a
1: cure right it's not a cure yeah. for the dysphoria because it, right. as you said like if we were to undo this the dysphoria would come right back so the the dysphoria is still there but it
2: yeah it's there's a band-aid on it <laughs> yeah. can't yeah. imagine the, the the panic you people who already transitioned for years must feel when they when that realization hits because i I already suffered <laughs> because of. Uh, I thought I had made uh, just a mistake, and um, I, I immediately began questioning how much of my decision to come out and pursue um, transition was uh, due to the ideology. Like, how how much uh, did the ideology make that decision for me? To to mm-hmm. what degree? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't imagine. Or you having done something irreversible, and then having that realization must be yeah <laughs> not easy
0: you'd say yeah it, it wasn't actually as as upsetting, I think because it always felt wrong, like I feel like i on a on a on a very on a deep level, I knew it was false, you know, and so I think yeah. it was just kind of like um a convenient story that so um so yeah it it was there was a subtle letting go of it. Certainly. And it, it wasn't like, it, like in an instant, like you say, you woke up and you were just like, this yeah. is all bullshit. You know, yeah. for me it was more like a slow, like, like a, a slow dawning. So it was, uh, it was, it was subtle. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The process leading up to to that moment, uh, the, the stories just kept, kept coming up, uh, the, the transition stories and everything. I think, uh, if it weren't for those stories, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be at this point now. Or maybe I would. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, it definitely helped. And yeah, it's uh, it's upsetting to me when people try to I, when I see comments that uh, detransition transition people shouldn't share their story because they're um, giving giving the trans community a bad rap. It's yeah. I think a lot of people will have, uh, uh, what do you call that? Rude awakening. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: What was it about the detransition stories that you found helpful?
2: I realized that uh, they had dysphoria and uh, what I would also classify as dysphoria. They had it and I'm really no different. Or at least not to the degree that I thought I was different from them. Um, and then i I thought, okay, they felt that way, and now they still like or, or even people who who've been taking hormones uh, for years and then still decided de transition because I thought maybe um, or I thought surely once I hit whatever five years <laughs> transitioned or uh, on testosterone, run, then uh, there would be no doubt left, but then you see people who, who've who been uh, on hormones for 10 years and still detransition and even had surgeries and still detransition and then yeah, it sort of falls apart. And also the um, some of the reactions I got when I came out to people, like they didn't understand the concept of gender identity. Like if I say I feel like a man, what that doesn't mean anything. And uh yeah, you, you doesn't make any sense so yeah
1: I don't know if there, I don't know if there is a way of explaining it in a way that's going to make sense to people because it is. It, yeah. it it it's not logical right it's 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 um and that that's why I think it is a disorder of some kind and there's no way of explaining it to people in a way that that they're going to be like oh yeah I can relate to that because if unless you have the disorder it, it's not going to make any sense yeah it doesn't even make sense to us that most of the time.
2: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And it's very, uh, it takes, for me, it t- took, uh, the, the hardest thing was to um, accept that I'm transitioning because, or I want to transition because it's a choice I make. I, yeah, I made or will make. And um, not because it's something that I have to do because uh, it's the only way I can exist. Uh so you kind of have to own up to the fact that <laughs> look, I have this disorder and it doesn't make any sense. But I'm, uh, yeah, I'm still doing it because it makes me feel better for the sake of my feelings. You know, mm-hmm.
1: which seems like a healthier way of of going into it than you know the, than the way that some people rush into it or or really yeah. believe in a certain concept and tie their whole their whole sense of being to a certain concept and then just dive dive right in so it's great that that you're really taking the time to think it all through and are it sounds like you're thinking about it really realistically what to expect like you know it, it's not gonna it's not magically gonna change your sex but you're no. trying to weigh you know with this just make me more comfortable and this is you, you know this is my choice and so I really it's it's nice just to see how slow and careful that you're you're being and, and thinking it all through.
2: Yeah, although I do have to admit, I have moments where I I still get that, you know, you can in this day and age, you can transition and sort of take it and run because it's what you've always wanted. And yeah, don't think too much about it. But uh, yeah, I I'm a cautious person and I can't let myself do that. So. Better safe than sorry. <laughs> good.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very good.
1: Good stuff. Well, thanks so much for coming on and, and chatting with us. It's uh, It's been a pleasure to, to talk to you again and and hear your story and, and dive into some of this with you.
2: Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about this. <laughs> um, yeah. And I really enjoy the podcast and I listen to it uh, every week. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm glad if I can contribute.
1: I'm Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Transparency Podcast. If you enjoy our content, please help out our algorithm by hitting like or subscribe. If you'd like to make a donation, follow the link to our PayPal account. On behalf of the Gender Dysphoria Alliance, thanks for your support.